Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Inside MTV's Siesta Key. I'm Brian Reese. I'm Laura Finaldi. I'm Elizabeth Jenis. And it was an eventful week on MTV's Siesta Key this week with a lot of actual scenes around town and some big news. Yeah, um, I thought that this episode was probably the best one so far for the second season. What? Yeah. Okay. I mean, Elizabeth, what do you think? I, I, I agree with you. I mean, I definitely think this was the one where I was, you know, the, the least kind of bored, I would say, basically. So. Well, you know, I don't think... I mean, I don't know. I liked the first two episodes, third episode. I liked those a lot. I wasn't a big fan of Miami, but certainly this one sets up a whole lot of issues going forward, especially if you watch the trailer for next week. It's true. We might be a rough week. Oh, my God. (laughs) The long awaited Alex and Juliet breakup. (laughs) Who do you think is in his bed? Oh, oh, we're we're that's. I mean, that's, that's jump. jumping we're ahead. Just, we're like just, way, way, way ahead. But let's let's not. Do I did that see yet. some speculation spoiler, on Facebook. Spoiler alert, for everyone! Right? So, I mean, so if you don't watch the trailer, then Laura just ruined it for oh, you. Oh, please! You, anyone can watch the trailer. All right, let's let's start with this week. How about that? Okay, fine. So we start off we just like last season. This is an episode that's kind of centered around the Compothacross, Alex Compothacross family's right. uh, fundraiser for yes. autism charities. Yes. And uh, it's a great thing. I mean, they really do give a whole bunch back to, especially to autism charities. Yeah. And because they have two kids with autism. I want to say something that I, I thought was interesting because I cover in my, in my normal day job, I cover education here. And, and two things. One, they said that uh, Alex's, I think they're both of them are brothers, right? Who are autistic. Sister, they, his sister, sister, and brother. Yeah. sister yeah. I'm sorry. So they went to Oak Park, I think he said, which is the, a public school in this school district that is a special needs school. So that's interesting to me just because, as we know from the show, it's well documented. They have a lot of money. And I kind of would have thought they would have been in a private school or, you know, some maybe just homeschooled, but they're going to Oak Park. So that's I great. Mean, Oak Park is a school that's for special needs students. Yes. And it's a it's a great school from what I yeah. understand. So when you have that sort of resource, might as well send them there. No, I think it's great. I was I was surprised, but positive in a positive way. The other thing is that the fundraiser was for the Haven, right. mm-hmm. which is really cool. It's a great program. And it was actually a... Um, school and housing system started by families who had you know special needs kids and they were worried about what would happen to them after they died yeah so the haven is really amazing because they have housing for adults of like all ages i think they go up to like 60 or 70 i was over there so anyway i was just saying to show you know the positive aspect because we say a lot of negative things on the show about alex's behavior sure you know both of those causes are really really worthy oak park and the haven and i think that's really a great thing so yeah and i just want to add one more thing about that like when alex at the gala said what do you do when your kid or like your family member ages out of the school system that's a very common question i just like on a personal note i have a cousin who's autistic you know similarly to alex's siblings and my aunt is going through that right now she's trying to figure out you know can i get the waiver that i need to you know get my son these services and it's a it's a difficult thing to deal with but 
just the fact, you know, I did really like that Alex mentioned that because yeah. it's a thing that it's families have to deal with. And more yeah. on the Haven. I really yeah. love that yeah. program because one thing they do is they do all this training. So it's essentially the the people will go there during the daytime if they're mm-hmm. not living there already. But people yeah, will also go there and they train them for jobs and then companies throughout Florida will actually contract with the Haven and pay them money, which will then go to the people uh, who are participating in the program. Mm -hmm. So people will learn skills and will actually do things for these companies during the day at the center and then earn money for it, which goes to help their families or help themselves, depending on, you know, the level of their needs. So it's a really great program. That's a good point. Yeah. No, I was really when they said that I was impressed because I think in the past they've just raised money. I think they have a foundation, right? The family does. I'm not sure. I don't remember, but I remember last year's gala, but I can't remember if it was any for any specific if organization. If my knowledge of rich people is any indication, then <laughs> they, yes, they have a they foundation probably have of a some sort. Compot the Cross <laughs> Foundation. If not, I, I apologize, but this was the first year that I think I heard them mention the Haven. So yeah. I thought that was really interesting and, and awesome. So good for them. Right. So we had a little family time in the beginning, which was nice with the Compothecross family. And then Juliet and Alex are hanging out. And that's when we get the first inkling of what's to come mm-hmm. when Alex tells uh, Juliet that uh, Kara had told him wow so many tolds yeah I know <laughs> it was hard when I was writing that yesterday Kara <laughs> yeah. uh, told him that she thought Chloe was a lot to handle let's be clear Chloe is a lot to handle mm-hmm. she is uh, a troublemaker especially this season yes like par ex- I mean she is so yes. such a big troublemaker and then but Juliet of course then says I can't wait to tell her meaning Kara <laughs> Yeah. I saw two people. Laura wrote this in her review, which you all should check out if you're not reading Laura's reviews sure. because she is a true fan of the show and does a really good job. Um, but also, if you guys ever read Spencer Pratt's reviews I on Cosmo, those. those are very entertaining. They're very different you know, types of things. But they both mentioned Juliet's like super wide smile every time because it was so like yeah, it was definitely. so apparent. She was like, "Oh, the gossip!" You know, it was like especially yeah. at the party. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. Gleeful. Yeah. At the I have party. never seen her look happier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but that was and what what it showed Kara saying was in Miami, Chloe's something like Chloe's basically ignoring me. She's a lot to handle. Mm-hmm. That was I think that's where it came from was she was she'd come to Miami and before that she'd been hanging out with Chloe and she was upset that Chloe wasn't hanging out with her. Mm-hmm. But but also she did say that thing to Garrett afterwards when they were like sh- when he was showing her his studio. She did mention Chloe was a lot to handle at that point, too. So, yeah. What I think was funny about this interaction is there's kind of two things here. I think, and Laura mentioned this in her review, I mean, the actual comment itself was not that bad. No. Or maybe you, I don't know. In no, I did mention did. that, yeah. Uh, and, but what's funny is that I'm sure just knowing, watching the show, I can imagine Kara probably actually feels a truly negative way about Chloe. I mean, I'm just thinking if anybody were friends with Chloe, I feel like you'd feel that way. But yeah. that wasn't what was expressed. <laughs> so it's like Chloe, in some ways, I feel like has a right to be mad because probably Kara does not truly like her and kind of is using her to be in the group or on the show. But uh, at the same time, the actual words that were said were kind of harmless at best. And know? we'll get to it. But I, I kind of I don't know about that. Right. You disagree. Yeah. Because, well, I don't know. I don't know that anyone can really plumb the depths that that is Kara. <laughs> But Brian Kara, loves I've Kara. tried and failed so many times. <laughs> Kara does had she did say to Chloe, "Listen, I'm a I'm not a talker. You're a talker, and I I'm happy to listen. You know that's yeah. that's what I'm happy to do. Uh, but you're very much not like me in that respect. Right. But you're I'm happy to sit here and listen when you talk. But I think that your point about Miami is the key. 
because Kara went all the way to Miami. She's friends with Chloe, but Chloe was you know, recently back in the good graces of Juliet. Right. And so she was brushing Kara off on Miami. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Chloe is really the villain here and not villain. She is the problem child. I, I think I said this before. I really feel like they're doing her dirty. Like I feel obviously she's choosing to do this, but I can't, I mean, I'm sure this is very exaggerated. Her role on the show being yeah. the person, you know, like the pot stirrer. And I just feel like it's, I mean, it doesn't make her look good. Just like the, the Alex no. stuff. It's like, it's not, it's not a, um, it's harder to root for her when she's not really giving anything to root for. Yeah, I don't know that anyone is rooting for her, yeah. except perhaps Juliet. At this no, point. everyone's rooting for themselves and they want to yeah. bring Chloe over to their side. And as soon as there's a suspicion that she's not on their side, they make her life miserable. Right. As a way to take it out on her when, like for Juliet, for example, like over the past couple episodes and Kara, well, who knows what will happen with that, but. This is this is a lesson for for you kids out there is that you can be you can get in good with a group of people by attacking a different group of people or person. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That's going to come back and bite you because that's your thing then. Right. And eventually you're going to have to do it again. And then people aren't going to like you and they're always going to be a little bit wary of you. Mm-hmm. That's a, it's a good point. Mm-hmm. The other thing I think that's really interesting about Chloe is that they they alluded to this in the show. She and Garrett actually, I think, were like really good friends in high school. I have this theory that they dated because there was an old Instagram of them where they looked like they were dating from high school. Mm -hmm. Um, But she mentioned this when she was talking to, I think, Kara. She said something like, oh, you know, Garrett, I've known him since high school, whatever, whatever. And I think this is really interesting because I just wonder if they're ever going to actually talk about that or they're just going to pretend like they never knew each other. I don't know. Depends on whether or not it's convenient to the plot, I guess. Yeah, good point. Well, Polly Paul gets uh, a fair amount of screen time yes. because Grandma Polly's in town mm-hmm. and she apparently controls his trust fund. But it, I got a little confused about this because he said that his dad had left him $500,000, but then he kind of blew it all. So I don't know. We don't know where his money is or if it actually exists. And maybe his grandma now isn't really controlling a trust fund, but just kind of propping him up. Right. Yeah, I don't know. But I what he said was, I got $500,000 from my dad and basically he said it was gone within three years and I think what he said was I wouldn't have anything if you hadn't stepped in grandma. Right, yeah, exactly. So So he must have spent that money and then called her and asked her for help. Who knows if there's an actual trust fund. 500,000. That's so much. I want someone to give me. I could spend that and take me a long time. Well, when you're a pot smoking wastrel like Polly. It's probably pretty easy to go through five hundred thousand dollars. I gotta say, it's like a hundred to him, really. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Pocket change. Right. So we get him playing piano a few times, and we also get him trying to be sober. And for for Polly to be sober, it just means an occasional drink. <laughs> I, there was one point where his grandma said, "Polly, I don't want you to become an alcoholic," and I literally wrote. That ship has sailed. <laughs> yeah, well, that's actually what Sorry, I wrote. Graham. That's actually what I wrote when she said she wanted him to live a Christian life. Oh, I, but yeah. then Wade reminded me that it's never too late to start living a Christian life. You can always ask for forgiveness. That's very thoughtful. Not to get all religious, but yeah, yeah sure. Point. That's beautiful. I I hope the best for Paulie. Honestly, I think he has a good heart. Maybe not an ability to use a microphone well, based on past right. instances. But um, and I'm not sure he's a great. Uh, rap artist. True crime lovers are always looking for new and engaging content. The Already Gone podcast covers stories from Michigan and the Great Lakes region. 
cases you haven't heard before, like the Mayo Hunters or the murder of 16-year-old Justin Mello, plus better-known cases like the death of Jane Bashara and Illinois' own Lori Dan. Already Gone started in 2016, so there is a big back catalog for you to enjoy. Find Already Gone on Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, or your favorite podcatcher. Yes, I would know. And he is... He does do some gross things yeah. on Instagram and sure. he does. in life, but <laughs> in you life. have to kind of feel bad for him. Yeah. He did lose both his parents. That's right. Yeah. He's had a rough life. Yeah. So we saw Garrett's warehouse studio, mm-hmm. and it seemed like Kara, I mean, there's not much there that was impre- that was interesting, except that Kara seemed a little impressed that Garrett had done it all on his own. I mean, she asked him if his parents had helped out, and he said, no, no, no. And so, you know, kudos to Garrett for that such a good dude i i want the best i keep saying this for everybody but i want the best for garrett like i feel like he's hard working like he made this whole thing on his own like, like you said you know what has garrett done anything bad no i can't i know <laughs> not that i can think of <laughs> i think everything that's happened to garrett that's been bad is someone else has done something bad to him right it's well it's kind of like what juliet said last episode right like garrett oh, yeah. people take advantage of you right yeah. yeah well the only thing i mean like yeah he's done nothing bad the only thing that anyone could consider bad, and it's not at all, was him kind of jumping on Juliet right. for a little bit just to kind of, I don't know, stick it to other people or whatever. Right. But right. yeah, no, Garrett's a great guy. He's a big dude. He's a big dude. Yeah. He's a nice guy. So then we flash to family problems with Canvas, which are oh. super serious. Yeah. And that really was... sad. Um, I wish the show, when they present things like this, I just wish they would give it a little more time because I feel like they kind of like mm-hmm. really, you know, try to go right into it and you're like, it's a lot of emotion. Then you kind of go, okay, back to, you know, cheating girlfriends and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, well, let's talk about that. Yeah. Because her mom comes to town. Right. And I'm still not sure. Is her mom's name Cookie? I think it's Story. Oh, Story. I it thought said she that called her screen. Cookie. I thought Canvas called her Cookie. I thought it was the opposite that the mom called Canvas Cookie. Oh, God. There's, Whatever. There's some pet name stuff going on. <laughs> but it's when she showed up, they were at the uh, Artovation Hotel rooftop bar, I think. No, it was the 360 Lounge in St. Pete because there was a sign that flashed. Oh. Yeah. I was impressed. I caught that. that. Yeah. Well, I caught the sign and then I Googled it and it said St. Pete Beach and then I looked at pictures and I was like, yeah, that's exactly where they are. Well, that makes sense because then her mom didn't have to drive a whole hour from the airport. She only had to drive 20 minutes into St. Pete. Mm-hmm. That's uh, you make Canvas do the work for that relationship yet again. God. Uh, but she uh, is a piece of work, Canvas's mom. Yes. Yep. She really is. I mean, Canvas kind of throws a little bit back at her, but not in any terrible way. Yeah. And then the mom goes a little bit crazy and says, what should I have done? What are the words I should say? Well, you know what? The fact that you don't know that makes you terrible. And the fact that she said, Canvas said, I was a teenager, I needed my mom, and her mom basically says something like, your perception and my perception are different. Yeah, I know. Like, what, what? happened? It's like, no, you're her mother. What is she right. supposed to do? And like what you said, Brian, like, she said she was molested, and her mom's like, what was I supposed to do? It's like, and Canvas is just like, something, anything, do something, and her mom didn't get it, and then she started yelling at Canvas, yeah. and you could see Canvas just kind of like clam up, because she's like, you know what, I, I just wanted to talk, I didn't want you to yell at me, and then her mom keeps yelling, and she just yeah. wants it to stop, it just felt so bad for her. Yeah. Let's follow Canvas all the way through to the end, because Canvas's storyline in this, as in uh, most episodes this season, has nothing to do with the main storyline. Oh, yes. Uh, she's not really interacting sad. a ton. Yeah. So there is, what is that girl's name? Tawny. Tawny, yeah. right. Right. Uh, 
basically, did her parents give her the name of a cat? I don't know. <laughs> Is Tawny a cat name? Yeah. Isn't it a sure. color? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you name cats after colors. Wasn't there a character in Even Stevens named Tawny? I don't even know what you're talking about. Even, even Stevens? Steven? That was a Disney Channel show from when I was a kid. It's a, it's a sure. Decom Starring Shia LaBeouf. I've heard of Shia LaBeouf. It's a, it's a great show. <laughs> yeah. It's a classic. My age is showing. So, uh, Canvas and what's, I wrote down what's her name, but uh, Tawny gets together at the, they get together at the Casey Key Fish House and the punches keep coming. Oh, the I Canvas. Know. Canvas is like, well, I'm going to move on from my mom by just concentrating my relationship with you. And then, Tawny's like, what relationship with me? We're pals, and we just made out a few times. And all I have to say is, is there a way to make out with someone multiple times without leading them on? Because she said, I don't want to lead no. you on. I mean, I think if you both have the same expectations going into it, then it's not. But if sure. you're just if you're not even talking about it and hanging out all the time, I would say that's yeah, leading on. Canvas is yeah. right. That's a classic. It's a classic stereotype. The I was drunk. That's why I kissed. You, uh, the you person of the same sex. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for Canvas. I thought this was this episode was sad because we got all of these like awful, you know, revelations about her, and then she puts herself out there, which is awesome, and she gets rejected. But if anything, I think that's better for her in the long run because maybe she'll just be more open in general, even if this particular one didn't work out. Do you think maybe it was weird that that scene was a little weird? Okay, first of all, Canvas was talking to Tawny and said that. And she still seemed vaguely optimistic that things were going to work out with her mom, which, okay, mm-hmm. maybe they talked in a way off camera that led her yeah. to believe that, but I didn't see any of that. But then when Tawny starts explaining why she's not really into Canvas, they did this thing where they like blurred out the words and kind of focused on Canvas oh, as, yeah. if, as if she was going to go Incredible Hulk or something, you yeah. know? Like, and, yeah. and then it all came back and are they setting her up to like just totally go that shit crazy at some point maybe i well it was good editing yeah i thought that was more like you know when you're like really upset about something and all of a sudden it's like i can't hear what you're saying like you know like i feel like they do that and i feel like they've done that in siesta key before where it's just like you're like numb sort of like it's not the response you wanted and so that was the vibe that i got from it just like she was upset but yes it, it is too weird. much maybe that's maybe what they're trying to communicate is there's just too much happening with I, her i feel like they're setting canvas up to like go utterly ballistic at some mm-hmm. point well but, yeah, yeah i don't know it's hard and and especially for canvas who has said in the past she's had trouble being vulnerable even though tawny you know that doesn't mean that no one's ever going to love her i mean maybe she took it that way like maybe she's yep. overwhelmed by everything that happened with her mom and that's what she thinks mm-hmm. is going to happen but it, that doesn't mean that it's going to no of course not but i think any when you're when you've had that kind of life any rejection you receive is just a huge blow because yeah. you've had so yeah. much of it and you might expect always to be rejected but then that means you don't put yourself out there and when you do put yourself mm-hmm. out there then it's an even bigger yeah hit. exactly True. So should we get to the party? The party. Party. Yep, Egyptian themed. Ooh, yeah. I like this. This theme was interesting. I love Brandon and Eyeliner. I wrote that down. Brandon, in my Brandon's great. costume was the best, actually. Brandon yeah. looks great in there Eyeliner. There were some interesting costumes. Like I know the theme was Egyptian, yeah. according to Beth at the beginning of the episode, but like what was Alex's suit? Yeah. What is this like? I I wrote in my review it looked like Winter Wonderland theme <laughs> or something like that. Like it was like, the Prom. silver suit. Brandon's outfit was the, I think, the best costume, but he also looked kind of like an extra from Stargate, which is, <laughs> which was a show that you know was on TV and a movie. 
He looked um, like a. Mo- I mean, he just—he's like an attractive guy <laughs> yep. with like a nice bone structure, and he's wearing this costume. You, he does look like he could be in a movie. Yeah, for sure. Basically, you're good looking, Brandon. The rap career may not work, but model. You could be a model. I think he is a model. Oh, well, there he you go. Like a, well, like a, you remember last season, Triple Threat, right? Triple. What was it? He was a rapper, a model, and oh, there was one other thing he said that was oh, was it a dancer or an actor? Probably, probably an actor. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably an actor. That's okay. So flashing to the Madison and Brendan, I mean Brendan, ben. Brandon. Well, and Ben. Well, yeah, that's why I'm saying Brendan. Yeah, right. Ben and Brandon. The Brendan. Ben. The Brendan. Brendan. Yeah. So Madison, Brandon, Camilla. Cam- is it Camilla or Camilla? Camilla. Camilla. I, okay. So first of all, just to to say this, she followed me on Twitter. But before that, I do stand you, Camilla, and you're my actually my new favorite character. So <laughs> probably partially because she doesn't say a lot, which is which is great. But um, also because she seems the most real. That's what I was saying to Laura when we were watching the show. It's like, she seems to me like someone you might actually know. Mm-hmm. And she seems like, like I've said in here before, like she obviously is now a bigger part of the show, but she doesn't seem like she's doing it. I mean, I believe she actually likes Brandon. It, it's always, whenever she's in a scene, it always seems like they're filming it surreptitiously. Yeah, you know? I know. Like she's not doing it for the camera for right. sure. Right, right. Or maybe she's just a really good actress. Yeah. But uh, so... So basically, Brandon comes over to Ben and Madison, who are now, you know, a new official couple. And he comes, sure. actually, I think he comes by himself and then his girlfriend comes over. But Brandon's but we, like, oh yeah, tell me. What is is Ben living here now? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> like, why is Ben in why, every episode? I know, what's and going on? by the way, I looked at Ben's Twitter and he, like, recently has only tweeted, like, during Siesta Key. And his bio says, like, Siesta Key Tuesday nights. <laughs> So I don't know. It's it's interesting. I don't Is know. I'm real? sure I'm sure that at some point they'll bring back the whole long distance thing. Yeah. But yeah. for this episode, it's like he's just there all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So go on. Well, I think it also I mean, if you're thinking the episodes take place in like weeks apart, mm-hmm. I do think it would be normal to see each other like once a month, at least in a long distance. Sure. Period. Especially if you're rich, you might see each other every weekend. Who knows? That's right. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So anyway, so Brandon comes over and he's like, basically, I have a weird question for you. I wrote this song about you. Uh, right after we broke up, it's called Somber. So presumably he was sad. Uh, that's just sad, but not super sad. But like artistically more, more sad. Somber. Yeah, it was just kind of you, know, you know a little down. <laughs> it kind of it kind of sucked, you yeah. know. But I'm fine. Anyway, so he says, Madison, I, I really want you to be in this music video. And my first thought, because we always, you know, Madison's like the good girl. I was like, Madison's going to say no right away. She's going to shut it down. But she actually looked so happy, and I thought. It was just like that thing she said to us in this podcast that she wanted to be an actress. I was like thinking, she doesn't care about Brandon. She's just like acting another <laughs> opportunity, yeah. a new job. So anyway, she said yes. Camilla comes over. She's super pissed. She's like, you know, I think he didn't even mention it to her. Ben's kind of like, this is weird. Yeah. And this becomes, you know, the whole couple fight that they set up for us. Mm-hmm. I think I think Madison, because it seemed like it took her like a little she hitched a little bit before she said yes that's fair i think that maybe she put on the spot she made a decision that later on maybe she thought maybe she'll think is a bad idea that's fair that's a good point but brandon didn't even try to conceal like his just looking the way he was looking at madison Mm. he was just like you know undressing her with his eyes basically i i think that brandon looks that way at many women in his uh, vicinity basically (laughs) anybody you know but i guess what i think is weird and this is something i felt when madison and brandon were actually dating is like they never were believable to me as a couple so maybe that's why this you know wasn't that interesting to me because i feel i still feel like i don't feel that dramatic tension like i kind of feel like he's like okay go ask her about the music video you know it's Mm -hmm. just i didn't feel that 
I, I feel more when I see Alex and Kara because I feel like I see like a genuine, you know, frisson there or whatever. So I feel like. Yes. I feel like that Brandon is the type of guy who whoever's right in front of him mm-hmm. is the person that he is interested. Yeah. And so that's why when the singer was around, oh, last, yeah, I you know, about her. Yeah. then right. Everyone forgot about her because <laughs> she's not in this episode. Right. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, or when Madison's right in front of him, whoever's around, yeah. you know, it doesn't mean he's not with his girlfriend, but I don't know that he ever thinks about her when he can't see her. <laughs> True crime lovers are always looking for new and engaging content. The Already Gone podcast covers stories from Michigan and the Great Lakes region. Cases you haven't heard before, like the Mayo Hunters or the murder of 16-year-old Justin Mello. Plus, better-known cases like the death of Jane Bashara and Illinois' own Lori Dan. Already Gone started in 2016, so there is a big back catalog for you to enjoy. Find Already Gone on Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, or your favorite podcatcher. Yeah, because didn't he have that thing in the party where she's like, where is your girlfriend? And she's like, he's like, I don't know where she is. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's like, he's like having a girlfriend's hard. She's literally right across the room. It's not even like she's like across town. It's your party too. That is like, okay, that is one thing that I think is so interesting about this show because they they do basically portray that idea like having a relationship is hard. And while, of course, I, I definitely agree with that concept. I don't think it's that hard to not cheat on somebody. I don't think it's that, especially we're talking about like, these are very short term relationships. We're not talking about like three, four year long relationships. Mm -hmm. These are like three months at best. Maybe, maybe he just has a problem with object permanence. (laughs) That part of his brain never fully developed. Somebody, somebody should play peekaboo with him and see if he's, he's, uh, (laughs) if he's excited. (laughs) Oh no, where'd you go? That's very like early childhood education. Like Brian coming out. (laughs) Then we get the Jacob. Oh, oh my Jared god, we stuff. haven't even talked. I like Jacob. This was good. I mean, we barely talked to him. He seems fine. We barely. I don't to get him. much personality from him. I no. all, all I saw was like upset. That's like <laughs> That's the right. only emotion. Yeah. What well, confused upset? Yeah, he's what? cute. Yeah, sure, he stuck up. I mean, I guess that's what I like is that I feel like he stuck up for himself. And I like that about like he wasn't because I feel like Garrett in the past in situations like this where something is alluded to that might have happened between Kelsey and another guy, but it's not out on the open. He's just kind of like, oh, whatever. Like, this is just what happens to me. I'm Garrett. No, no. Here's what happens. He's like that kind of when it happens. Yeah. But then later on, he goes to their house and talks to them. And lays out all of his feelings. That's fair. You're right. He you needs know. time to process. And Maybe Jacob. Jacob would do the same thing if he wasn't flying back off to, I don't same know. Arizona. I'm going to say Arizona. Oh, it's Arizona. Yeah. Okay. Arizona. Yeah. So Chloe, of course, jumps in and says, yes. hey, you met Kelsey's beach buddy. Oh my God. And it's That's like not that big a deal, though. But that like, was like that was like the first thing she said. No, yeah. no, I know. I'm just saying, like, if I were if that was me and my boyfriend and someone said that to me, I don't think the boyfriend's first reaction would be like, what the what happened? No, and he you didn't. Know? He was yeah. like, yeah. what is that? That's true. Yeah, you're right. But then we get Jared showing himself to be kind of a a doofus again. Yeah. Like he comments to somebody that he thinks that after meeting Jacob, he thinks he's a douchebag. Really? I mean, we all met Jacob just at the same time, Jared, and he did not do anything. Right. Yeah. You're the douchebag. I know. Now, this episode kind of brought me around to the other side on Jared a little yeah. bit. Because, you know, I think I was defending him maybe yeah, you a liked week him, ago. But like he just goes, Drama. At one point, and he yeah. even said to Jacob, "Oh, so you are real." I think he said it more than yeah. once too. Like, "Oh, you're real." 
You're I don't, real. I don't know that. I don't know that Jared knows how to be on a reality show. <laughs> I think he's like working on a stereotype. He's like drama. I know. It's like you don't need to say that there's drama. Like they'll edit in the right music, and don't worry about that. In, in case you can't tell, that's what's happening. Jared's just like he's almost as literal as Alex can be sometimes. Except yeah. Alex has trouble like forming sentences. Like Jared can get there. It's like Jared's narrating his own life. <laughs> yeah. Reminding reminding himself how what thing what's going on. Honestly, I thought that part though also where Kelsey was like, all I hear is fake, 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 fake was really weird too. Like I was just Oh, like, you know why? I think she did that and she said fake like fourteen times. And I think it's because she was trying to uh, distract everyone from what Chloe had said. Oh, and so she's yeah. kind of talking over it. So nobody say anything. Nobody say anything. I'm going to say fake. I'm going to keep saying fake just to make sure nobody says anything. That's, that's actually a good good dialogue move. So yeah, good for her. So uh, then Chloe, uh, Alex, and Juliet. Yes. Now, first of all, this scene where Alex and Juliet tell Chloe what Kara had said about her. Well, I got through that pretty easily, actually. Good job. It seemed out of character for Alex, not because they did it, but because they were at the charity event. I feel like if it wasn't for the show, Alex wouldn't, I don't like to give him a lot of credit, but this charity event's serious to him, yeah. and he doesn't really want drama at the charity event, theoretically, mm-hmm. but there you go. Yeah, that's true, He but he did bring it up to Juliet like earlier in that day, and then they just decided, I think maybe it just kind of came up because of the, well, I mean, obviously the show probably put it together, but I mean, Chloe said something about Kara, and then they were like, should we tell her? Yeah. So. God. I know, that was the first time. Wanna, yeah. No, no, go, go. I want to see a time when somebody says, should we tell her? And the other person says, no. And they're like, <laughs> and okay. Like, All right, I'll walk away. <laughs> I would just say that was the most couple I felt like Alex and Juliet were because yeah. they were like on the same team. Yep. And they're like, should we tell her? And I was like, oh, I get it for one second. I don't even you know? know if I left this in my review, but I was like, I've literally never seen. Look, the two of them are on, on the same side for once. It's honestly gross. Like, that's how I felt. <laughs> I was like, this is just like they just had this evil plan. And at one point they did this like evil laugh thing together. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> well, Alex had some other gross moments there, like when he was talking about his past with Kara. He said, I was a stud at UT. Ew. She would mess around with other guys who couldn't hold my jock strap. Ew. Really? Nobody wants to hold your jock no. strap. No. They don't want to. Literally no one. Literally no one. Yeah. So then Juliet is like mile wide smile right. as they go off to confront Kara. And Chloe confronts Kara. And Chloe's a terrible, terrible person. And uh, she's like, why would Alex lie? Okay. Yeah. Well, let's not even parse that. Right. I know. I was going to say, I can think of a thousand reasons right now, just off the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> but good for her. So I guess in that moment, Alex didn't mind if Kara was gone. Yeah. No, I, he really didn't mind because yeah. he kicked he them out. Yeah. I was and bold. I'm like, that's charity for you at your gala. But he, good before, job. like when Juliet would get upset about her being around, Alex was just like, whatever, she's here. But he yeah. was yeah. willing to just get over it, get rid of her this time for some reason. Yeah. I sometimes I just think I wish they wouldn't focus so much on these small things because they take away from the show. I feel like when they try to really dramatize like that one yep. comment and have that whole fight with Chloe and Kara, it's like that didn't feel believable to me at all. I mean, I actually felt like it was genuine from Kara's side because Kara looked so confused and like, mildly right. amused too. <laughs> just like, why are you yelling at me like this? <laughs> right, like it's an overreaction. Obviously, if I, someone told, if I heard someone called me a lot to handle, then I would probably be a, like offended, but I wouldn't go and like scream at them in front of people. I I would be like, I heard you said that. That was kind of why would you say that? You know, but it's not like something to. 
you know, just yell at someone about at a, at right. a gala. Yeah, I mean, if, if Kara was a different person, they'd be pulling out each other's <laughs> weaves. Mm-hmm. Right? Isn't that how it works? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Sure. <laughs> Something I thought was interesting is M- is the Siesta Key account tweeted this gif of them like raising their glasses, you know, to the whatever when when Alex made his toast, and um, they were like Juliet doesn't even have a glass. She like raised you know like nothing in her hand. It was like an air glass. But I thought that was really interesting because it made me think like why would Juliet not drink? And I'm thinking well of course at these big galas you generally get wasted. Let's just be honest. But probably someone smart, hopefully enough, like Juliet would be like don't get wasted for the reality TV or who knows what's going to come out. Well, so yeah. Let's talk about what happened at the gala last year. Because what what did Alex do at the gala last year? I'm pretty sure he slept with Kelsey. Is that what you remember? Right. Yeah. Yes. So maybe Juliet was like, I'm staying sober and totally fine at this gala because I got to keep an eye on that dude. Weren't they? That was when they were in the pool, right? Yeah. That was that yeah. night. Oh, boy. That was, well, let me just tell you that if you're in a relationship with a guy where you feel like you have to stay sober to keep your eye on him, <laughs> when you're also when you're at the same party, I'm just going to tell you right now that's a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. yeah. But. Then we have a scene uh, after the party's over with Pauly and Brandon hanging out at J-Dubs, which is a local, yeah. a local craft brewery. Product with, placement! Yeah, great beer, actually. Yeah, they, do. Yeah, we um, they didn't say anything of value, essentially. Just, to kind of, <laughs> just, just kind of capping off Pauly's experience the one thing they the episode. Did, that Pauly did say that was something about, like, you know, Brandon was talking to him about the music video, and Pauly's like, well, think about the rap game. <laughs> Jay-Z doesn't put Beyonce in the video where he, in the song Talks that about he cheated on her. Yeah. Like, that was pretty fun. That was good. Honestly, bad move on Jay-Z's part. I would definitely have watched that video with Beyonce. For sure. Yeah. That's true. Now, I so. don't even know what video that is now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See? Forgettable. Not with Beyonce, though. I didn't really pay that much attention Let's to Let's be honest, Jay-Z. Album. You should put Beyonce in anything that she will do. Right. <laughs> right? <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Worked out well for you. <laughs> uh, then we go to Casey Keyfish House again. Yeah. Where they all hang out. Right. Because they work there, maybe, Quote, or unquote, something. Not anymore. Uh, then there's uh, Kelsey and Jacob, and Kelsey's like, hey, I wanted to tell you about what happened right. before anyone else does again she makes it way worse than i thought it was also when she talks about it yeah let me just like i asked earlier if there's a way to make out with someone multiple times without leaving them on yeah um is there a way to tell your boyfriend that you went to the beach with a guy and you both took off your pants without it sounding bad no (laughs) unless you withhold a lot of information aka you say that it never happened because even if you say oh i went to the beach in the middle of the night with some guy like that's kind of sketchy that you took off your pants she said she took off her pants. He took off his pants. Did she say that they kissed? No, she didn't. No, yeah, she I didn't did think not. she said that. Because that's the whole big plot point when she goes to Chloe's. Mm-hmm. But what I was going to say is like, this is why I thought it was worse. Because I'm a firm believer in like when you're in a relationship, you know, don't limit somebody. Like even I would say I understand how going to the beach at night with a guy is suggestive and, and vice versa if it's your boyfriend with a girl. But I still feel like you shouldn't be like, you can't hang out with people of the opposite sex yeah. because unless you're doing something, you're not doing anything and people can be friends. But when she was like, we took off her pants, I was like, I don't know. Skin- Even if they hadn't kissed, skinny dipping is probably, like, I would draw the line at that. Like that's inherently suggestive if it's just you and another person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you don't just do, it's not like, because you could have gone in your clothes. It's not if that you, hard. If you were in a group of people, okay. Right. Yeah, you know? Exactly. Like whatever. But right. if you intentionally go to the beach at night with a dude right. and then you take off your pants, right. even if it's just to go into the water, right. I think you're just making poor choices. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's that's what I would say, too. Mm-hmm. So when she said that, then I was like, 
if there was any legitimacy to her, you kissed me and I had nothing to do with the argument, that kind of went out the window for me when she said that, you know? And he was hemming and hawing, but clearly he was not excited about this news. No, and he, I mean, Kelsey just kept doing the thing where she would say it's somehow Chloe's fault because she's talking about it or everyone's interested. And Jacob basically said to her, you should own up to it. This is, stop blaming other people. And she's like, I'm not blaming other people, but she totally was. Yep. So off screen, I just wanted to say Kelsey and Chloe had these really interesting series of tweets that made me think that whole thing was very real because Kelsey tweeted this thing that she's like, before this episode airs, I just want to let everyone know that I was, I think, 20 or 21. You know, I make mistakes. It's I'm still like a good person. Basically, I'm very much paraphrasing. But then Chloe and Kelsey had this like really heated exchange where I think Kelsey was like friends are you know someone you can depend on whatever and she's like chloe someone who just tries to destroy everyone's life at Mm -hmm. all costs and then chloe was like you know said something mean about kelsey so it makes me wonder how much of that was totally real you know you know what here's the thing both of those things are true you know like kelsey is totally wrong but you know what she's young she makes mistakes whatever but then Chloe is just totally wrong. Right. Yeah, to get that involved in it. Chloe did say in her tweet, you know what my role is on the show. Yes. <laughs> Good point. Like, I know. Um, that was okay. creepy. That's what that's made me li- think it was real. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a little... Uh, She's just getting involved just to stir shit up. I'm just, that's a little inside I mean, baseball, that one. my language. Right, exactly. But yes. Yeah. But then, <gasps> uh, <laughs> bleep, bleep. <oops. laughs> yeah, let's beep it out. Yeah. Okay. So then Jacob, uh, obviously having had some time to think about it. Yeah. When they when Kelsey drops off at the airport and she's got her arms around him and she's so happy that he came and sad that he's leaving. And he's like, um, I think it's best if we kind of take some time to ourselves. I'll see ya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the way to mic drop on her. Yes. Yep. Bye. Turn around. Walk away. So yeah. sad for Kelsey. Kelsey's upset. Yeah, she does seem to. She did look sad. I know. She seems to like him. I actually I feel like I'm stealing that from Spencer Pratt. But it was a good point that he made, yeah. which is like they actually seem to have like genuine I, think and it's, they really- I mean, I love this actual thing because Kelsey made a mistake. She did something she shouldn't have, and it had consequences in her relationship, like reasonable, normal relationship consequences. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that they it doesn't mean that they're not going to get back together, but they're already long distance, so that's going to throw a whole bunch of problems into it. Yeah. And I mean, these are the kind of things that happen to people all, every day. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely. I mean. I think it's, you know, like you said, she's young. She makes she made a mistake. You know, sometimes people do use being young as an excuse for certain things, too. Right. But sure. as long as you grow from it. Well, it's not an excuse. It's an explanation. Yeah, that's, that's you know, true. When you're older, you can't use that as an explanation While immediately thereafter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like last episode when uh, I was young, when Kara was to Juliet, like, oh, you Alex slept with all your friends. And Amanda goes, that was a year ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He was younger then. So yeah. was I. It was so long ago. <laughs> oh, we were different God. people. I feel like what bothers me about Kelsey on this show is not so much her behavior, because like I get it. People do cheat. If you don't want to call it cheating, people do, you know, make mistakes. But I, I don't understand, like you said, like why she's not even trying to own up to it. And then she is basically gaslighting everybody mm-hmm. around her for all of these things that have happened. And I just don't understand. I wonder if there's a lot of people when people aren't more self-reflective. Like, how can you do that over and over and over again and not a little part of yourself say, hmm, why am I doing this, you know, so many times? Yeah, you know? it's true. But I mean, how many times has she done it? A couple. We've mm-hmm. seen it all on the show. Unless she's done it off the show, too. You know, this is the kind of trend that maybe this is when she grows. Yeah, hope, well, Maybe. hopefully. I'm we'll waiting see. for Alex Speaking of too. growing, the next, the final scene, 
they flash up on the screen Chloe's office. I'm like, mm. what? <laughs> Chloe's office? Wow. She's working for a realtor. Yes. In town. And she's just learning the biz. Mm-hmm. And I think what she said, her mom and a lot of her family is in the business. I think that's what apparently. she said, too, yeah. Yeah. But then Kelsey shows up conveniently right after her boss leaves, which is nice. Right. <laughs> of course. And they have a showdown, basically, where Kelsey right. says, and like, you ruined my relationship, right? And she said, and Chloe said, I'm not trying to ruin your relationship. And all I can say, Chloe, is that you were trying to ruin everyone's relationship. Yeah. There is no relationship <laughs> that you want to succeed. Except maybe before Kara and Garrett. Probably not anymore. It's a technicality. She's right, though. She's not trying to ruin just her relationship. Right. They're both wrong in this situation. Yeah. They were totally both wrong. But let's make sure that Chloe bears some of the yes. problems. Yeah, here. definitely. Because she is just... She's stirring stuff up. And she's right. not even... I mean, here's the thing. What I would love to see is something more like Kara's relationship with Juliet and Alex's... Uh, relationship i said mm-hmm. relationship twice yeah. Yeah. Good um where i mean she's just subtle about it it's not like she's like going hell-bent for leather to like break up their relationship right she's just kind of having fun with it while if it was chloe chloe's just like straight to the jugular every time just it's so obvious yeah mm-hmm. no it's true chloe's like the definition of that conundrum people talk about like where let's say you saw your friend's husband out with like another woman. Do you tell them or do you not? It's like, she somehow has this conundrum every week and she always picks to tell them and doesn't think at all about how the friend might feel. So that's, I guess the thing is like, there's not necessarily something wrong with telling people if you feel like you're informing them and trying to give them more information about their decisions. But at the same time, you should try to do that with their best interests in mind, not just to, you know, yeah i mean kelsey did say like you're supposed to be my friend and chloe said something like but you haven't really been my friend at all like you haven't been there for me which was interesting but i mean i don't know you shouldn't try to like if you think your friend has a problem you should talk to them about it don't like call them out in front of their significant other like talk to them first right well and it's the first thing every time every time chloe has some piece of information that she can relay to somebody that will mess up a relationship, mm-hmm. it's always the first thing out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. I mean, she will say, hi, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's like she's trying to do it before she loses her courage or something, or she just can't hold it in. She's got to get it out so bad. Yeah, she's not a person who holds on to information and yeah. tries to be like, what does this mean? She'd just say it. So the teaser, we get oh, our most trailer, excited. Though. Yes, we love it. So basically... Alex and Juliet start fighting. Polly says something like, you can't be mean to my cousin anymore or something like that. And that's when Juliet says, you know, we are breaking up or, something, or we're broken up, I think she says. So yeah. I'm ready for this. <laughs> then Alex gestures to Kara at one point and says like, Kara, come over here. And she walks over. Everyone's pissed. Then Jul- I really got this teaser down. Juliet says, there was a girl. I went over to Alex's one night. There was a girl in his bed. So we're going to get a breakup and cheating. You can tell. Like, I have so much genuine excitement in my voice right now. I'm very ready for this. I feel bad for Juliet, <laughs> particularly since she is going to be crying the entire episode. It seems clear from the trailer. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah. Well, I feel bad for her, too. I'm kind of a little exhausted by the whole thing between them. I'm just like, okay, so you're going to fight and you're going to break up and then he's going to cheat on you and then what's going to happen? Are you going to get back together by the end of the episode? Probably. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. Well, I mean, Juliet, let's just say this right out. You're going to be better off in the long run. 
if and when you finally get rid of him. Not as wealthy though, so I, I feel your struggle. It mm-hmm. is hard when you're thinking about all the all the fringe benefits. That's true. That's that you point. get from that relationship. Marry rich. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I'm talking that's about. That's what my wife always wanted to do, but then she met me. Too bad. <laughs> I hate when love trumps wealth. Ugh. I'm working on trying to find a rich guy. Yep. So, you know, at yeah. some point, that's that's my goal. <laughs> I mean, Alex isn't married yet. Oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. I have, you know, <laughs> certain criteria. Are, the, are all the bachelor bachelors, do they have to be wealthy? Is that like... No, a, no. Okay. They don't have to be wealthy at all. One was like a software salesman. That sounds like... They have like totally I mean, normal he, he was a well, jobs. He was well off. Yeah, he just wasn't like... He's not rich. There. Do you guys remember that show that premiered like right around the time Survivor was popular? It was like Mr. Joe... Joe Millionaire? Yes, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, and they told everyone he was a... Mo- but he wasn't, right? He, he was, was like construction worker no, no, or something? No, no, he was a millionaire. Oh, that's But what like it was. barely a millionaire, yes, right? Yeah, you're right? I mean, it's not like he was rich, rich. It, okay. Yeah, it's not that I necessarily want to marry rich. It's just that I always pictured myself as a rich person. I just yeah. see it like somewhere down my... I just see... I think I'd settle really nicely into that lifestyle. And I, I just don't know how it's going to happen, but I feel like it's going to. So I'm putting that out into the universe. Let, so that's let, good. Let me tell you a story. Uh-oh. So among my group of Perfect. friends... From, oh, love, from high school and friends that I still am the closest to now. All of us would have been great at being rich, hmm. except for one person. Like He's the guy who, even when we were of age, we would go out to eat and he would order milk. You know? Oh, no. I mean, he's a great guy. I love him to death. But he was not... I mean, the finer things in life didn't mean a lot to him. But he's the one of us who became super wealthy. Hmm. Yeah. But no, he's changed his ways. Now he drinks great stuff and he's, you know, he likes being charitable and he's good at it, I guess. Yeah. Some people that are like that, Mm. you know, they might have a lot of money, but they'll still live pretty conservatively. Mm. Like they'll, they won't just because they can afford it. They might not necessarily go and get the most expensive apartment. Some people, I know some people like that. I just think what's funny, I'm sure we can all agree, is that most people I think would agree with you that they would say, I I feel like I would be good for the rich lifestyle. I can picture it. Does that that matter? Here's the thing. (laughs) Yeah. I would be actually great at being rich. You probably would. And I'll tell you why. It's because I have very refined tastes. I'm a wine expert. Ooh. I'm a food expert. I'm pretty much an expert at most things. <laughs> well, so here's the good news for you all. Do not worry. The journalism industry is booming. Right. That's and true. Soon all of us will be multimillionaires. So we're actually, this is not even like a dream. It's, it's, a, it's a soon to be it's reality. It's like a five year plan, basically. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. It's a sure thing. I can just sit here and it'll happen. Yeah. I guess I'm just going to have to hope my wife marries rich. (laughs) All right. We'll see you next week. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.